Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Not bad, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good to you, fine. Fine. Should we head off? Where are we meeting him again? Meeting him is in an abandoned house. Do you know where the Bradford Pear pub is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just down the road from the Bradford Pear. Oh, great, okay. Have you had any nightmares this week? Oh, I don't know if this counts as a nightmare, but it was, um, it basically, Keanu Reeves text me and used really transphobic language and it was it was a real shame oh no it was really it was it was like oh no because i thought he was a good guy how about you any nightmares yes um got a flat tire oh, God. had to change it changed it the one that i changed it for uh-huh. that was flat had to go and pump it up at service station guess how long all of that took so from from pulling over to all pumped up, ready to head back on the road. Guess how long it took? An hour and a half. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So that's less of a nightmare, really. Actually, yes. <laughs> no nightmares. One incredible tyre change from your pit boy over here. 20 minutes. That stinks around here, doesn't it? What is that? It stinks. It's quite moist. Like, the air is moist. Oh, there he is, over there. Jordan! Welcome to Spooktown, Jordan. Um, thanks for asking us to meet you here at this abandoned building. Mm. It's, mm. it's nice, I like it. Talk us, talk us through it a little bit. So it's, um, obviously, as you can see, it's a, it's, it's a dilapidated old building that hasn't been inhabited for quite a while. Mm. It's clearly been broken into numerous times over the years. Just a bit, yeah. Yeah, the calibre of people who break into these things, they range from sort of ne'er-do-wells to uh, people just looking for a roof over their head for the night. So you get people graffitiing the walls, some people respectfully, saying, uh, thanks for the roof. <laughs> Some people saying, you know, go, go fuck yourselves. And uh, it's that clash of purpose that I think really defines an abandoned building. It's sort of without a soul, isn't it? And it's left for the, the sort of the strays in the margins of society to define it, however briefly. Oh, my God. That was really beautiful. Hope you enjoyed the story. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> if that was it, it's, it'd still be my favourite one we've done so far. But <laughs> captivating. Oh, my God. I, I could feel it. If you started a cult, I'd be the first one in. Mm. Yeah, so would I. I guess I'd be the second one in, yeah. I'd be the second one in, and that's no offence to you. 
that's just how it would work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Unless I started a cult for you to lead. Yeah, that's true. Which I'd be happy to do. Yeah, if, if that's all right. Of course, of course that'd be an honour. That's so nice. Got the time, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, genuinely, it was from the word ne'er-do-well. I was like, this is something special. Do you know what? <laughs> I also had the same reaction. How many ghosts have you seen this week? Uh, only the three. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, just a regular three. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's it's fine. It, it happens, you know. It's it's one yeah. of those weeks. Slow ghost week. I get it. They're not really out so much. <laughs> Succinct. I love it. Three. <laughs> ne- <laughs> next cue. <laughs> Let me tell my story. <laughs> not playing with this one. Next. Next one. <laughs> it's three, as per. You know it's three, Ed. You asked me on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kath, do you have any cues for for your boy? Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, just uh, just sort of interesting one. Do you believe uh, the theory that you swallow eight ghosts a year in your sleep? Yeah, I, I very much do. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I very much. Some people do. are like, no, it's not eight. It's you know, but no, that's cool. So you believe it? Yeah. Some people are like that. Some people are like that. I um, <gasps> no, I firmly, I I, I actually will purposefully try to and have trained myself to fall asleep with my mouth wide open in order to to facilitate ease of access. So do you think the three ghosts that you did see, mm. and we'll dig into what they were like in a, in a second, mm-hmm. do you think any of them popped in, the old gob? I, I would I would hope so, yeah. There's, there's, there's one or two that um, frequently I will wake up in the middle of the night and I go, why am I awake? Why am I awake? And then I'll, yeah. I'll look up and I'll see ghostly apparition of an old milkmaid yeah sure Sure. with her foot in my mouth (laughs) so she's been caught mid trying to climb in she's been caught mid climb (laughs) oh don't mind me (laughs) does she just freeze and hope you didn't notice (laughs) yeah (laughs) lifting her skirt up sort of as she's dipping dipping her toe in here (laughs) splaying splaying your teeth apart with the toes oh I'm so sorry Jordan I'm like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, and I quickly, hurriedly shut my eyes because it's it's almost like <laughs> Father Christmas, you know, when you think he's coming in, you don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, you don't want them to be embarrassed, do you? So no, the old story of Father Christmas, who um, every Christmas climbs down the children's mouths, and leaves them presents, <laughs> delivers, delivers the gift of yeah. of joy and warmth to all of their hearts. <laughs> One more question, if I may, before we crack on with mm. the, the story. From my side of things, what's what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? So in about... This is about 20, 2013, my cat goes missing. This is when my parents were living in Dorset, in this nice house that was next to a, a field. And... We couldn't find the cat for about two days. And so obviously, you know, when, when these things happen, you, you, you sort of go through the Rolodex of worst possible outcomes. Anyway, I find myself walking through this field. And it's a crop field as well, so it's high, you know, high things. And I'm, and I'm walking with a torch, shining it down, fearing the worst. Every time I shine the torch down another alleyway of, of crops, I expect to find a some sort of corpse of um, what was his name? Dylan, his name was. And <laughs> this is about one o'clock in the morning, and I realised that I had absolutely no fear whatsoever. That I wasn't scared of what might jump out. I wasn't scared of of what ghosts might suddenly tap me on the shoulder. 
I realized that the scariest thing, the thing that scared me the most was within. The thing that scared me the most wasn't ghosts. It wasn't the supernatural. It was myself. And that was the most scared I've ever been, was, was realizing that. You were worried that you would come out of the corn. In so a way, I, I mean, I, I mean, sort of more existential. It, it was the sort of realization that scary stories or the things that we sort of that superficially conspire to spook us actually are a distraction from the horrors that dwell inside of us all. That was the most frightened I've ever been. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I didn't need that today. Was the cat dead? Or? <laughs> no, the cat. The cat was. The cat was uh, had been accidentally locked in a neighbour's caravan and had been meowing for three days. <laughs> he was fine. I was fucked. <laughs> So, you have a, a tale to tell about this location, do you not? Mm. I do. Well, it's um, this this abandoned building features. It comes up in the in the story, but it's not where our story begins, of course. Okay. Would you like me to start? I'd absolutely Please. love you to start. Okay. <laughs> Gary was twelve when he discovered he could come ghosts. Being 12 and unfamiliar with the reproductive system, he had no idea that that wasn't supposed to happen. The ghost shot out of his developing urethra, wailing a distressed woo that startled Carrie so much he fell off his racing car bed. I'm so sorry. I have to start again. <laughs> the ghost shot out of his developing urethra, wailing a distressed woo that startled Gary so much he fell off of his racing car bed. A pale, faded outline of what can only be described as a rubbed-out Tudor monarch in more ways than one disappeared into the war. Gary's parents were the typically suburban, sexually repressed type, who mystified where Gary himself had come from to such an extent that even as an adult clued up on biological processes, there remained a part of him that believed he just appeared one day. Like a ghost, you might say. I don't know what that means, that's not relevant to anything, sorry. Like any developing 12-year-old, Gary explored himself on the daily. His ignorance towards reproduction and his youthful openness to all things otherworldly meant that he soon got used to the routine of a spectre shooting out of him upon orgasm. Over the space of a year, Gary witnessed ghosts of many shapes and sizes. Some were mere orbs, the faintest traces of a life. Others were wobbly outlines. Some were almost like living people, except translucent. Hello. Soon, the house was full of them all. I swear this house is haunted, said Gary's mother, as several kitchen cabinets opened and slammed. Items flew across the room, and Gary's father sat possessed at the dinner table, muttering in a guttural drawl about Beelzebub. <laughs> Gary played nervously with the peas on his plate, realising things would have to change. He now tried to space out his expulsions to just two times a week. 
If he left it any longer, then he would wake in the middle of the night to find the sheets damp from where a ghost had appeared and cried. <laughs> With the house now haunted by several hundred ghosts, and his mum losing her mind and his dad eating raw chicken with his hands and snarling about the day of reckoning. Gary took to masturbating in abandoned buildings and in the toilets at school. But soon, they too became unsustainably haunted. Having ghosts crowding around to watch made him feel self-conscious. When Gary's first girlfriend summoned Henry VIII out of him, she screamed in terror and Gary had to be picked up by his parents. The jig was up. They took him to a doctor, who confirmed the worst. His balls had been cursed by that witch at the fun fair when he was ten. His vast deferens, better known as that tube that carries sperm from the testicles to the penis, shared a direct psychic passage to hell. Damn it, Gary, said his father, head literally spinning in a blur of complete 360s. His parents, being the uptight, self-preserving type, swore the doctor to secrecy, and barely a word was spoken between Gary and his parents about it. Instead, they would discreetly rent B&B rooms for him three times a week, a different one each time. But this too, like all previous attempts at managing the problem, were unsustainable. Soon the town was overrun by spooky haunts. By the time Gary was 20, his parents had died. His mother of full body cancer, his father of tearing his own flesh off and attempting to fly into the night like a bat. Gary had developed a great amount of shame and self-consciousness on account of the cursed balls thing, and so had shied away from romantic and or sexual relationships. Instead, he rattled around the house he'd inherited from his parents, shutting randomly opening cupboards and brushing aside ghostly apparitions hanging from nooses on the landing. But then, one day, he plotted to monetize what he had come to see as a gift. He went into business as a ghost provider, someone who could make a building haunted. This was often to increase the building's value as a tourist spot for ghost hunters, or to help landlords scare off tenants who were late on their rent, posing as a maintenance man before popping off to the toilet to detonate his phantom bomb. It was when Gary started organising seances that things really took off. Having gotten a better grip on his gift, he would assist groups of grieving thrill-seekers in channelling the dead. Gary found that if given a photo of the dead person in question, he could, with varying accuracy, summon them from his shaft. But while Gary was lying on a big old table in a creepy manor house, masturbating with dead-eyed professionalism while the latest group sat around him, holding hands and crying out for Grandma Josephine, he realised he was ever so lonely. Gary wanted a wife. Gary wanted to be a husband. And as Grandma Josephine spluttered out of his urethra to the crying delight of his employers, his eyes rested on one of the group. Her name was Claire. Having already seen what he was capable of, no awkward introduction or explanation was needed. Her gratefulness at being able to see Josephine again softened the potential logistical nightmare of Gary's gift. They soon got used to it. When they made love, Gary would have to announce he was about to come, then pull out and drive 15 minutes to an open field to finish. But soon Claire wanted children, and Gary too, of course though he was very worried. 
They visited a family planning clinic, and Gary explained his predicament. Your balls were cursed by a what, sorry? said the consultant. Oh, never mind, said Gary, storming out in an embarrassed huff. It'll be okay, pleaded Claire, as she held his hand and led him to bed one night, blocking a book thrown by a screaming poltergeist on the way. They made love, and it was beautiful. For the first time in his life, Gary let go. So relaxed was he that in the panic of orgasming, Gary briefly thought of his dead parents. Claire lay still for a moment. Are you all right? asked Gary. Slowly, Claire sat up on the bed, her eyes glassy and dark, her face pale. Gary fell off his racing girl bed. Yes, he still had that. <laughs> this wasn't the Claire he'd just made love to. He recognised that look in her eyes. No, 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 said Gary. Hello, son, said Claire. And they lived happily ever after, until a week later when Gary killed himself and Claire went insane. The end. So, um, right. <laughs> so, so this, so this abandoned building is, mm. is where he spaffed a lot. So where's... Yeah. I've noticed there is a racing car bed in here. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so, um... Does that mean he's... that this is his, his house that's now abandoned, or did he move the racing car beds. He later moved the racing car beds to the abandoned house. So he became obviously, um, you know, he couldn't afford to move anywhere. He'd inherited his parents' mortgage and obviously the ghost summoning stuff only brought in about three clients a year. So (laughs) not great, you know, kind of as 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 a source of income. So he moved the racing car bed from the house to the abandoned building and would just sort of go there to, you know, release the demons and then return to the house. Because it basically, the, the house became too haunted. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're talk, we're, I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of ghosts at this point, guys. So there's things happening constantly. How big was the house? Oh, one bed. Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> For the family of three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's already tough. Um, oh, or, yeah. or, you know, put those poor bastards. Already, it's you know, already they're hard up. And then Gary goes and gets his bloody balls cursed by a witch. <laughs> and then when he gets hard up, it gets even worse. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's that's horrible. So that's what all of these apparitions are. They're sort of wandering around, howling. They're 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 spaff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's sort of hell spaff, I guess. Hell spaff. Yes, of course, because they're from. It's a gateway to hell. It's not just the the afterlife. It's hell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's purely from hell. So all of the ghosts he's spaffed up are wrongins. If they're all from hell. Well, I mean, you know, I would I would sort of wager that a lot of people have ended up in hell by error. Oh, fair. But I don't know yet. But I think most of them are there with malevolent intent and of course we don't know by what standards 
we're being judged by what moral compass you know mm. morality is a is a sort of construct so we may end up in hell just because we weren't living our authentic lives or because we didn't eat enough you know have enough vitamins in our diet or whatever we don't know by what standards we're being judged in the in the uh, at the end mm. so I would say it ranges massively. You know, he he wasn't just spunking Hitlers on the daily. Yeah. It was it was a it was a wide range of people. Yeah, because what the hell was what the hell did Josephine do? She sounds quite sweet. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, yeah, she was absolutely, honestly, really, really lovely. But she must mm. have done something that that was deemed wrong in the eyes of uh, mm. Lucifer. I think we know why Henry VIII was in there, but that's sort of the top end, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's as standard. And to be honest, like I would be delighted. I'd be so delighted if I. Which bit? If you met, met Henry VIII. <laughs> oh, not spunk Sorry. ghosts. Although <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'd be. I just, wow. I just feel like if I if I discovered I could I could ejaculate ghosts. Hmm. You know, obviously in this story, in this in this in this version. Um, the world is sort of faintly accepting. But we know that, you know, were this to happen to me, say, today, I reckon by 6pm this evening I would have been hung upside down and whipped to death because people would have been absolutely petrified. Yeah. If I come, if I came a ghost right now... Do you want to try? <laughs> Again, I can't... It's a podcast, so there's not... I mean, they're not going to see anything. No, I guess not. But I'll know I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with the him nipping fifteen minutes away to spaff in a field, um, <clears throat> is that <laughs> is that why, yeah. is that why that the field that's quite close to here is, is always raining? There's always like a yeah. Exactly. Is that what that is about? Yeah, each each droplet is a is a is a ghost. Gosh, Fuck. <laughs> wow. you know, Gary's been busy. He's a busy boy. Yeah, he's a he's a horn dog. That's one thing yeah. I've noticed. Is he bashes them out on the reg? Yeah, there's another issue there. Yeah, it's not just the the haunted balls. It's his high it's his high sex drive. Yeah, it's a yeah. but it's like problematic. Mm. I wonder whether the reason that he only had three clients a year is because he was like, don't want to film a day's work when I can film a day's with crafting one out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Curving a ghost out onto the tabletop. Oh, you've, got, you've got to get that, uh, that work-life balance. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you picked this location and, and this, this particular story, if it is in fact real, um, considering... The scariest thing that ever happened to you was um, self-realization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. Not that I didn't like it. I think, I think we've established that I fucking loved it. Yeah, <laughs> huge fan. Oh yeah, that is something that I did wonder. That it, you sort of skirted over it relatively quickly. What had he done as a ten-year-old at a fun fair to make a witch curse his balls? I, I don't know all the details. Your your words don't snigger like I'm being rude. This is <laughs> yeah, my words, but Gary's Gary's story, and this is Gary's life. Remember, and we should be respectful of what he chooses to uh, omit details on. But 
as I understand it, it was um, it was one of those sort of machines, like in Big. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. I did think it would be. Yeah. Except it was a witch, and so he, he slotted a pound in, and he thought it was a was a was a moving animatronic robot thing. Yeah. But in fact, it was a real witch in a in a glass booth, and he slotted the pound in. And the witch just caught the pound, pocketed it, and then cursed him. God, all that for a quid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I would, I would, you know, it's it's more of a sort of um, morality tale. I, you know, don't take too many risks. Mm. You know, if the, the, there may be a reason why at the fun fair, this this booth is uh, ten meters away from everything else. Mm, right. Yeah, they always are. They always, they are. always are the worst on a pair. ones. Are. Was it? Was it on a pair? It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think another one. Mm-hmm. Did she ever leave that box? Was she just in there? Did she live in there? She. She lived in the box. She yeah. lived in the box. <laughs> yeah. Christ. So I, I, I don't know. Life, I don't know what it? she was doing with the money. Yeah. Who's it's that not for? Living. Yeah. Yes. Presumably she had some sort of accomplice who would go out and buy her sandwiches and she'd, <laughs> she'd hand them a packet of crisps. <laughs> Nip out, get her a toffee crisp. <laughs> so he's... He's dead now. Gary? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was too much, you know. You're living with a with your with your girlfriend who was possessed by both of your parents. May I ask a, a question? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, so he's dead. Mm. Is is he now a ghost? And if he is a ghost, does he still spaff other ghosts? And if he does spaff other ghosts, does that prove that there's an afterlife for the afterlife? Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really good question, Ed. Thank you, John. I think in... Um, I, I would hope so. I mean, if you... I guess... I, guess I mean, we don't know how hell is structured, but let's say he's in a certain <laughs> circle of hell. Mm-hmm. Can he then summon demons from deeper depths of, of hell? It's an interesting question. But it's a good point. It's a really good point. I honestly don't know what Gary is up to these days. I know, I know that he died, and, and I know that um, the house remains... Uninhabited, obviously, because it's full of ghosts. Yeah, ball ghosts as well. So not, not premium ghosts. No, sort of fruc- high fructose ghosts. Yeah, some of them. I mean, you know, some of them are just little, little thoughts. You know, some of them are, are sort of uh, almost like floaters in the corner of your eye. Wow. Some of them are f- almost fully formed apparitions that you could almost mistake for a person if you were sort of, you know, a little bit blurry-eyed mm. or, yeah. you know, you've just woken up and you, you look and you think, oh, fuck me, there's a, you know... There's a, there's a milkmaid climbing into my mouth, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a ghost, there's a milkmaid <laughs> dipping her toes in. <laughs> One foot in my gob. <laughs> um, with regards to the, the curse that was put on him when he was ten, was mm. there no... Yeah. Did he look into trying to break that at any point? Uh, were there instructions in how to break the curse, or you know, did he just give up? I think he. I think he did probably Google it. Right. Mm. But you know, it, uh, it's very difficult to find the right keywords to search, and also he's, he's worried. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know, my balls were cursed by a wit like. You know, he's, I guess he's trawling Reddit, searching for witch balls, curse, mm. spunk ghosts. 
But as we know, the internet is a salacious arena, yeah. and so you're not going to easily find the answers when you're searching for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, how to get rid of the ghosts of my balls. Mm. Which balls? No. No ghost balls. <clears throat> Kill witch. Ghost balls. Get rid. Yeah. <laughs> Kill witch. Uh, get rid of curse question mark. Get get rich, kill witch. <laughs> you try them all. It's a 50 Cent album, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, people at school, you, they'd be like, have you had a wank yet? And you'd be like, oh, no. And then a bit later, mm. like, have you had a wank yet? You're like, yeah, I've, I've wanked. But no one was like, and was the liquid, was it viscous liquid that came out? Uh, what kind of colour was it? You, no one delved into that element. So you... You can't imagine that anyone at school would be like, it's not ghosts, is it? And he'd be like, oh, fuck, no, it is ghosts. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't be like, oh, who did you come last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I came a, a screaming Titanic passenger. You're meant to convince us that this really happened here, but from from the word go, I was pretty convinced. Mm. Thank you. From the sentence, I think it was at the age of 12, <laughs> Gary started ejaculating ghosts. I was like... It was along those yeah. lines, yeah. yeah. He did. Yeah, I buy it. Yeah. Well, it, it did happen. Oh, that's what all of these ghosts are? Yeah. That'll be what these ghosts are, then, that smell a little bit of, like, sycamore. <laughs> <laughs> Faint odour of sycamore in the, <laughs> in the abandoned building. All of spooked out stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was the trees, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it does make sense because obviously there are a lot of ghosts. So yeah, so I think I believe that this happened here. Yeah, I mean, should we have a little conflab next to the racing car bed about whether we believe that this is here? I'd rather not stand near the racing car bed. <laughs> it's 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 very haunted. Yeah, it's it's there's a, a heady scent as well. Yeah, I think there's fumes coming off of it. So if we just sort of step to the side of that, I'm happy. We'll we'll go to the opposite side of the room from the racing car bed. It'll be very brief, Jordan, if you don't mind. Okay. Hundred percent believe him. I think I'm inclined to as well. You seem more hesitant than me. Yeah, because it's like, wow, like, yeah, I know there's some ghosts, but that many ghosts seems excessive. But it does sort of stack up, I think. Can I see your question? Yeah. He's Gary, right? I thought that. Yeah. As long as we're both on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know for a fact Jordan's got a racing car bed. Yeah. He's in, but Okay. It's it's about it's about him. Okay. Yeah. Hey. So what are we saying? Smaller room, isn't it? So, sorry if you heard you that. <laughs> Tiny little bit. Yeah, I heard the whole thing. What's the... Yeah. <laughs> we just turned around. It's <laughs> a tiny room. <laughs> Welcome to Spooktown, Gary and his haunted balls. Yeah. Thank you to Gary. Yeah. Weird that that's not the first time I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 100% believe you. Of course, of course that happened here. There's not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that a quote-unquote Gary spaffed his balls all over the shop. Thank you, I really appreciate that. It sort of almost feels like an origin story for Spooktown. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not, though, but it, <laughs> it feels like it could be. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing that with us. 
thank you for for, <laughs> for going along with it. I'd love a transcript. 100% with yours. Well, that was nice. Yeah, it was. That was nice, that. That was lovely. Breath of fresh air. Mm. Who's, uh, who's next on the list, then? Oh, Boris Johnson says his wife is haunted and now she can't do omelettes, so we're going to FaceTime at midnight. Great. Bojo loves her FaceTime. Yeah, and an omelette. This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Crotchery Vine. Logo artwork from Suze Hughes. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and I Wish I Was an Only Child. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Voice by Melanie Walters. 